Let's find out exactly what's uh, happening uh, elsewhere in the world. And it's off to Mexico to speak once again to John Bonfiglia, who's Talk Radio's Latin America correspondent. John, very good morning to you. Good morning, James. Thank you very much indeed for joining us once again here on Talk Radio. So uh, let's uh, just talk a little bit about um, what's going on where you are. So the ongoing crisis um, and mystery, I suppose, relating to the assassination of the Haitian president. I mean, it's an extraordinary story. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, for those who have been perhaps distracted by other things, perhaps just a little refresh as to um, the, the story itself and, and why it's caused such uh, such consternation. Yeah, of course. I mean, we're fairly used to, uh, you know, to um, bad news stories coming out of of Haiti and have have been since time immemorial. But this event three weeks ago, where the the sitting president was assassinated in his own home, in his own very well protected um, affluent home, uh, absolutely took the, the the country and the and the region by storm. Um, the first sitting president in over a hundred years uh, to be assassinated, and within 24 hours, it got stranger and stranger because 28 people were arrested that bit's no great surprise but within those there were 18 colombian mercenaries that uh, have no history or track record of being in the country as well who were who were also arrested meanwhile in a parallel context um there was a a, a power struggle between an outgoing prime minister and an incoming prime minister in terms of disagreeing about who was legally the successor to uh, the assassinated president jovenel moise and Parliament uh, was in limbo, so couldn't make any decisions about it and continues to not be able to make any decisions about it because there's not been any viable elections there for the last two years. So, um, you know, a, com- a, a country which even by its own standards is um, is massively in crisis and nobody is, is any the wiser. And every story that comes out of, of Haiti is, is stranger and stranger. Just a couple of days ago, there was a, a, the arrest of... Um, of the ex-president of the assassinated president's um, head of security, which I guess is no surprise because one of the really curious things to happen was that the the assassins, the, the killers, whoever it was that they actually were, seemed to have got uh, into his house and compound without any struggle whatsoever. And in fact, none of his security guards uh, were killed or injured at all. So a lot of really big questions about not just who was behind it, which is one of the biggest questions, but also what exactly took place, which nobody at the moment even agrees about. It sounds like an extraordinary story. It's probably one of those that's going to end up as a movie somewhere when uh, there's some semblance of a uh, um, some uh, sort of truth having been found. Uh, meanwhile, just before we get to talking about Peru, uh, I don't know if you've been watching uh, the Olympics, but what an extraordinary performance uh, yesterday. The Rugby Sevens. Um, by uh, a gentleman by the name of Marcos Moneta, who is um, one of the Argentinian players. Uh, Argentina managed to win against South Africa. They were down to five men. Uh, Marcos Moneta is extraordinarily fast, and if I was a rugby scout, I'd be right getting on it, him on a plane and bring him over to uh, Premiership. I mean, what an extraordinary player and uh, an extraordinary performance. I mean... You know, is, is, is Argentina prepared for the fact that they've got a world star on their hands? Yeah, absolutely. And actually often Argentina, because they play in the, in the, what was previously the, the Tri-Nations with New Zealand, Australia and South Africa and so on. We, we often forget is such a, uh, is not just a, a world rugby power that regularly, fairly regularly beat those three teams, but also it's really emerging as well and continually gets better and better. And, you know, Argentinians, as we well know, 
are soccer uh, football fanatics, but rugby's not far behind it. And there's uh, for sure new generations of, of players coming up, you know, through uh, through the ranks and through the sporting clubs that are that are doing amazingly well there. So it's, I guess, kind of, I mean, not necessarily that it was uh, not a surprise that they should beat South Africa, but as you say, with five men and given what took place, the, the context and the actual match itself was absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, well, certainly watch out for that uh, individual, Marcus Mineta. He's so quick. Uh, absolutely extraordinary. Um, meanwhile, let's talk about Peru. So, Pedro Castillo, uh, he's now been invested as Peru's new president. Um, I mean, how does how does um, that kind of uh, installation of a new leader, how does it change the region? What does it do? Well, I mean, in, in as regards Peru... Uh, it, it being such a critical point in the nation's juncture, I mean, I think it's not really uh, overstepping the mark to say that Peru is, Peru is, is currently fl- um, facing the biggest crises in in living memory with obviously uh, COVID and uh, and the economy. COVID vaccination is still very low there. And it's interesting what you said about the previous caller um, or the, on social media who said that there was a 99.93% recovery rate in in the uk but in if you look at that statistic in peru one in ten people in peru who have uh, who have been infected by covid have died so it's a completely different statistic there so the vaccinations there then assume a much greater importance when you've got that that death rate and the economy in peru last year in the second quarter shrank by 30 percent and in the third quarter shrank by by 10 percent so whoever was to come in as president now would have some pretty big you know, existential um, matters to deal with in their intrade. The interesting thing about Pedro Castilla is that he was formerly a primary school teacher, has never held any uh, any office of any kind in Peru, and actually only won the the runoff votes with a right wing uh, Keiko Fujimori by a 0.4 percent uh, of the of the votes, so less than 40,000 votes. And he takes the oath of office as as you say uh, today, but he's already hamstrung. Uh, his, his lack of experience has led to him already losing a key vote in, in Congress. And he has very definitely a minority there as well. So it's not even clear if Congress is actually going to allow him to be president for any significant length of time, whether he is or not. You know, the, the mm. machinations and the way that the, um, the Senate works there and the, the recent history of um, the Senate's inability to do anything significant whatsoever suggests that uh, Peru and Peruvians... Uh, are in for a continuing tough time, whatever happens politically. Just a very quick word on uh, the vaccination programme. Here we are in the UK and we're dealing with uh, numbers which mean that um, uh, 46.6 million of the population have had their first dose. 37.4 million uh, UK um, residents have had their second dose. Um, I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, it's uh, it's quite significant. Or certainly, I think that's the England um, and Wales um, uh, uh, numbers there. Um, the vaccination programme continues apace here. What about where you are? Yeah, well, again, going back to the two countries that we've just mentioned, we just mentioned about um, uh, 13.8% uh, have had a double vaccination in Peru. But if you look at Haiti, Haiti has, has had a vaccination rate of less than 01 of a percent. So basically, you know, no vaccinations there. Whatsoever regionally it varies. I mean, I'd say there's probably an average of about 30, 40 percent of people who've had a double vaccination here, which actually is a lot better than people thought um, thought was going to take place at this stage. But certainly, uh, you know, nowhere near where you would want it to be in terms of reactivating uh, the economy and, and society and, and continuing, you know, sort of 
um, third third uh, third emergences of mm. uh, of infections here and numbers skyrocketing all over again. Right there we go, John Bonfiglio, Talk Radio's Latin American correspondent. Thank you very much indeed for joining us uh, from uh, Mexico. Much appreciated. Uh, meanwhile, we turn our attention to the big business news stories in a moment with David Buick. Fasten your seatbelts for that. Meanwhile.